Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. It's a Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. A reminder right out of the gate, if you ever miss the live show, we're always available as a podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and really wherever you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and you'll find us there. No matter how you're with us, glad to have you. And just a reminder that we love to hear from you. Some days we get lots of text, other days we don't get as many. Uh, 502-414-1450, that is what we call the Thornton's text line on the program. And uh, we love to get your feedback, questions, topics, comments. Uh, I do my very best, if it fits at all, what we're talking about uh, to get it on the air. So don't forget, you can sound off, you can suggest topics, you can give questions for, I think, some of the great informative guests around IU basketball, football, and local sports that we uh, bring forward for you here on this program each and every day. So out of the gate today, I wanted to remind you of that as well. And also, while you're thinking about the Thornton's text line, you can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app for great offers on uh, sa- and savings on fuel every day. And uh, glad to have you with us as we begin this Tuesday edition of the program. We've got a lot to get to in this hour. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Coming up here in just a few moments in segment one, we'll begin with our headlines of the day, and there are plenty to get to. Mike Woodson had his uh, weekly coaches show, which is very informative and always available for you here on the Big X, mostly on Monday nights. And uh, really the big update that we're going to talk about from that was he discussed Trey Galloway and some of the recent games and also gave a little preview to uh, the uh, Notre Dame game. And I thought one of the more interesting things he talked about last night, uh, you could tell him and Fish have a pretty good relationship. He gets into some different stuff, and so he talked about the uh, transition to the college game from the Knicks and from NBA basketball for so many years before this for Coach Woodson. So we'll uh, inform you on all of that coming up here in our headline segment. Also, National Signing Day begins tomorrow and there's lots of movement out there with football recruiting it's amazing in football college football there's last second changes it's really uh it's not steady like basketball is occasionally you get somebody that changes their mind late before before they make a decision but not very often it's not near as dramatic as what things are down the stretch for college football so we'll cover that here in just a few moments also a couple notes about the IU women's basketball team, the last Crossroads Classic as well coming up this weekend. Obviously, I think everybody intrigued about the Indiana-Notre Dame game. I've always thought 
uh, since that game's been on the schedule, it would be a tough game, a good game. I think it should be very competitive. But the Notre Dame win over Kentucky recently, I think, has people wondering if this is a game that Indiana can win. So we'll talk about that. And there's once again this year, this is just amazing, another local connection from right here in our very backyard uh, for a college volleyball team in the NCAA Final Four. Last year it was Allie Stumler from Christian Academy of Indiana who was unbelievable for Kentucky in that just magical run they had uh, to win the national championship. This year another local player uh, that uh, was an outstanding high school player as well, so we'll tell you about that coming up and much more all today here on our Tuesday show. That's the show lineup, the service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. I've already reminded you about the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. My question for you today as we get into our headlines, the last Crossroads Classic is coming up in Indianapolis over the weekend. And when the event first started many years ago, uh, I thought it was great. I love the state of Indiana. I love basketball. I love the reputation that our state has from the big schools uh, all the way down to the mid-major schools that have had amazing runs some years back, it seems now, in the month of March in NCAA tournament. Think about Valpo and, and some of the others. So anytime there was a chance to get our guys together, our schools together and play and showcase our state. I thought it was just a fantastic idea, and it locks you in every year to IU against Notre Dame or IU against Butler. Obviously, we always see uh, IU-Purdue twice in the Big Ten Conference these days as one of the protected rivalries in the conference. But I guess my first question to you today, and we're going to talk about this with some of our guests, uh, and this has come up before. Do you like that this is the last year for the Crossroads Classic? Would you prefer to have seen that event continue? Uh, We've even talked over the years crazy ideas about expanding the event to include some of the other uh, successful college programs, maybe at the mid-major level uh, in the state of Indiana. There's all sorts of creative things, I think, that could be done, but uh, it's going to come to an end at the conclusion of this year. Purdue and Butler, obviously Purdue the big favorite in that game, and uh, Indiana and Notre Dame, the second game in that contest, in that shootout, that one-day event coming up on Saturday as well. So curious your thoughts on that. Uh, there's already been rumors that I use in discussion to be part of a – Another primetime event up at Madison Square Garden, which I think in many ways is is what if you're wanting this event to come to an end, it's kind of what you hoped Indiana would do, play on a, a national stage, national television. That helps recruiting. It's, uh, I use a school that has fan bases and alumni all over the country, especially in a big city like the, in New York City. So uh, that would be appealing to them. But I'm curious, your thoughts on the Crossroads Classic uh, we've talked about it before, but I've never really had the ability to have you sound off. So I would like to know your thoughts. Are you glad it's coming to an end? Would you like to see it continue? Where would you like to see Indiana play now that it is coming to an end? You can send those to us at 502-414-1450. Also, the Mike Woodson show last night. You get a lot of good stuff from Coach Woodson. Uh, big topic I thought last night of interest was Trey Galloway. He said that he is uh, – going to be out it sounds like for the next three weeks uh within three weeks he'll be back in a uniform playing uh he's not participated in any contact drills just yet but obviously uh, he's around practice and uh Fisher asked probably the million dollar question that you could ask about Galloway and maybe even a few other guys 
uh, to Coach Woodson last night. He said, would he be considered maybe to play some at the point guard position? And Woodson said, quote, I don't need him playing point. I look at him more as a 2-3. We've got enough point guards with Xavier, Rob, and Christian. So, you know, someone texted in the other day and said, you know, would Anthony Leal with his IQ and always making the right play, would he be someone that could fill in at times at the point guard position? And you start to wonder with some of the struggles and turnovers and streakiness from first half to second half. And Rob Finnessy, you just never know what you're going to get. It's not been good lately. And Christian Lander doesn't seem to be someone on the radar to get big opportunities just based on what we see minutes-wise and what Coach Woodson has kind of said or maybe not said about Christian Lander, you kind of wonder whether there be someone else that gets an opportunity. Uh, but it sounds like he is steadfast on those two, maybe those three guys uh, filling most of the opportunities at the point guard position. He also talked a little bit about uh, Notre Dame, and uh, you know he thinks they're a great, well-coached team, all the things that coaches say before you play somebody. He said that Indiana's going to have to play an A game to beat them. He likes everything about Notre Dame and uh, he said, I did not think that Notre Dame will do anything that IU hasn't already seen or played against so far this season as far as defense and offense goes. Also, I thought this was interesting. Uh, he talked about uh, his transition to the college game from the NBA. He said, quote, I've got time to prepare, man. In the NBA, you've got two, three games coming at you. There's a lot of sleepless nights. In college, it's more fun because I've got more time to teach and watch film. So I think that's interesting and very true. I can't imagine. I've often thought being an NBA head coach or assistant coach, you are always preparing for the next game. There is never an opportunity for you to pause, uh, I would think, and work on things with your team because you constantly have to be thinking about the next opponent on your schedule. It's almost a daily thing. So uh, definitely a transition. You would think recruiting would be the biggest transition from the pro game uh, to the uh, high school game, obviously, or to the college game, obviously, but uh, obviously not as many games coming at you as quick as, as something else different, I'm sure, that is a good thing uh, for coaches as they uh, they start to want to prepare for opponents. Also, a couple other things uh, with IU football. Wednesday, the National Signing Day. I was taking a look last night at 247 Sports. They've got their top 25 recruiting classes as things are expected to be when things are made official uh, here by a lot of players coming up Wednesday uh, or after. They've got Indiana right now with 15 commitments in the uh, 2021 class, and they have the Hoosiers uh, at number 25. It's the 25th best recruiting class right now in college football. They've got four four-star players that are expected to sign uh, with the Hoosiers and Tom Allen next week. Big Ten programs also in the top 25. This kind of surprised me. Rutgers is number 21, according to 247 Sports. Michigan State, number 19, according to 247 Sports. Other Big Ten teams that are included, you got to go pretty low to see the next team. Michigan comes in at number nine in the 247 Sports rankings. Penn State with the fifth fifth best class in the country, according to 247 Sports, Ohio State, number four. Uh, number two of interest is Georgia. Number one, of course, Alabama, once again, with a total of 21 commits and the highest score when you average those guys out as the best recruiting class in the country. So uh, Big Ten with good representation, and I think coming off the season that IU had, uh, to still have a little momentum with recruiting, 
and to be a top 25 program as far as your expected signees goes. Now, that can greatly change if Indiana misses on one of those four stars. Uh, that's not bad for where this Indiana football program just finished up less than a few weeks ago. Also, a couple other notes to pass along uh, from a local perspective. Another local player will get a chance to play in the NCAA Final Four uh, coming up here a little bit uh, later this week, this weekend. Uh, from Providence, uh, C.C. Rush, uh, a sophomore. She's a libero, a defensive specialist for the Cardinals. Uh, she saw action in three of the four sets in the match to get to the Final Four. Came in to serve on a few different occasions as well for UofL and now gets a chance to play with her team in the NCAA Final Four. We talk a lot about volleyball in the fall, how good local high school programs are, the number of teams we've had that win state championships or that advance deeply into the tournament. Lots of players from this area have, have been recruited and play high-level uh, Division I college volleyball. And so really it should be no surprise that once again we have a local interest uh, in the NCAA Final Four. And, of course, we almost had the opportunity to have a couple uh, local players with some of the uh, matchups in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight uh, to get to the Final Four as well. But CC Rush of Providence, uh, if you're a fan of volleyball, I know we have a lot of fans of volleyball in the area, a local product to follow. And, of course, it makes it easy because she's playing just across the river for the University of Louisville. So pretty neat for her. And, obviously, I know uh, we love to see our locals do well. We wish her uh, the very best of luck as the Final Four gets underway a little bit later this week. I see one text already on the text line. Love the Crossroads Classic, the texter uh, writes in. It breaks my heart to see it end. So curious uh, your thoughts as well. You can send them to us at 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. And as we head to commercial break, uh, just a couple notes. Friday night, Jeffersonville will host Silver Creek. We'll have that game here live on the Big X with pregame coverage beginning about 7:10, and the tip-off in that contest is scheduled for 7:30. It's a big game on Friday. Really, there's a couple big games: Floyd Central and Providence. That's another local rivalry game. And I tell you that Jeff Silver Creek game. Both of those teams really, really need a victory after a Silver Creek lost to North Harrison. A Jeff loss at Seymour over the weekend as well to start Hoosier Hills Conference play. Uh, so a big one, not just a local rivalry game, but but both of those teams need a win here early in the season. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll be back to talk IU basketball with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike Pegram of Peaks.com will join us a little bit later in the hour as well. Stay with us. This is a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday program. Uh, in the last segment, we were talking about C.C. Rush from Providence that has a chance to play with the University of Louisville volleyball team in the Final Four. Uh, Texter writes in that we have another somewhat Southern Indiana connection on the UofL team. Uh, Alina Scott, the UofL roster, lists her as playing uh, high school volleyball at Mercy over in Louisville. The Texter writes that her mother, 
Sherry Kaiser Scott played basketball and volleyball at North Harrison and then USI down at Evansville and was a volleyball All-American at USI. So another local connection, at least going back to the family from Southern Indiana that will be on that UofL team uh, coming up here in the Final Four as well. It's time to talk some IU basketball. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier joins me on Tuesdays as we do so. You can read his work at thedailyhoosier.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at daily underscore Hoosier as well. Mike, we had a Sunday afternoon game against Merrimack and then a pause until Saturday the finale of the Crossroads Classic when IU takes on Notre Dame. Uh, it's a weird week. Normally once this stuff gets going, it's every three or four days there's a game, but a little longer this time between contests for the Hoosiers. Yeah, I, I guess college kids have to take tests or something. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year. There's no question about that as the semester's uh, coming to an end at the college level. Uh, yesterday we heard from Mike Woodson. Lots to uh, to talk about from there. I was uh, curious to hear Fish ask him about Trey Galloway's health, and that was interesting. He may be out three more weeks or so, but he asked if Galloway would maybe see an opportunity at the point guard slot at all because of some of the issues that have been very obvious with this team so far. But Woodson seems pretty uh, set on the three guards. Obviously, Xavier Johnson, one. It sounds like Rob Fennessey, two. And then maybe here and there we see Christian Lander as the third option. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was a really interesting question by Don Fisher because it, it's something that's been percolating in, in my mind. I, I thought, and maybe I saw this wrong, but the, the early couple games when Galloway was available, I thought I saw him taking on some of those primary ball handling duties. Maybe it was just more philosophical in the sense that, you know, they believe, you know, whoever has the ball can pretty much bring it up, even 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 the forwards at times. So so maybe that's more of what it was. But I but I did have that same question and and, and I don't know. I mean I think one thing I've noticed of, of Coach Woodson in the last couple of weeks is that he's becoming, you know, I, I don't think defensive is the right word, but he's you know, he's he's becoming more protective of his guys and things of that nature and, and his responses you know, as it gets into this grind of college basketball. So was it a political answer to say, you know what, we're not going to talk about our struggles at point guard right now? It could have been, but I thought it, thought it was a good question because they, they truly do. You know, I think they have three point guards right now that, that do a lot of different things really well, but they're they're still looking for that one guy to, to really step in and do everything that you need to do at, at a position that Coach Woodson has acknowledged on multiple occasions is, is a really – Tough position that he expects a lot out of. Mike Schumann is my guest of the Daily Hoosier. We're talking IU basketball. Mike, the uh, Crossroads Classic coming up, and I've got mixed emotions, and it sounds like texters to the show do as well. We've had a couple both ways that are glad to see the event go and others that uh, are heartbroken to see that this is the final year of this, these four teams hooking up in some which uh, manner in, in Indianapolis. Uh, I don't know that you and I broached this subject. I know it's come up a lot on the show, but as we uh, head into this final game against Notre Dame as part of the crossroads, you uh, glad Indiana's going to have some other non-conference opportunities coming up uh, starting next year, or do you wish this event featuring uh, teams from our state would continue? Well, I'll, be, I'll show you my utmost bias in that it's the, the closest game they play to my home so from that <laughs> standpoint it's, it's my favorite game um but no i i think mixed emotions is right i mean i i have to be honest i truly enjoy that event 
you know, irrespective of how easy of a commute it is for me, it's just, um, you know, I, I just think it's a neat atmosphere having all four fan bases there. Um, I think, you know, playing Butler and Notre Dame on a rotating, uh, basis like that is, you know, good competition that, that fans want to see. And, you know, I think they're generally games that, that Indiana, you know, can, can expect to, to be highly competitive in and win most years as they have. They, they've got the best record in this event as it's played out. But, you know, so, so I, Personally, you know, leaving aside the, the financial and other aspects, I, I like it. I wish it kept kept going, and I think I'm in the minority on that for some reason that I haven't fully comprehended. But I think there is the whole other aspect of does it make economic sense for Indiana? Um, you know, they they split the uh, revenue from the event four ways, but they tend to bring the biggest crowd by by a healthy margin. So I don't know that there's not a, a better way to go about that where they can bring in more revenue at an event, perhaps still in Indianapolis while not having to, to share it, you know, with three other schools. So, so that's part of the thinking, but I, I will be sad to see it go, but I guess we'll just look forward to see, you know, what they can do to replace it, including potentially, you know, continuing to have something in Indianapolis, which coach Woodson said from the outset, that that's going to be a continuing priority and really always has been for the program. I don't think I mentioned this on the show and I think you actually had a report on this, but Hasn't there already been rumors of a replacement event Indiana's in discussions in with some other schools that uh, essentially would take the place of the Crossroads Classic on the Hoosiers' schedule for next year? There's been some stuff circulating. I don't know if we've had a specific report on Indianapolis. I thought Um, I saw something about New York City, some of the Madison Square Garden. Yeah, there's definitely been reports out there about something happening with New York. I don't know if it's thought to be on the same weekend and I don't know if it's thought to be a recurring type thing I think what I've heard you know just more rumor wise is that they they want to get something in Indianapolis that that can be on a recurring basis I just don't think they have those details yet I mean obviously one of the possibilities out there that we've been talking about for a decade now is Kentucky and getting that going again and I think neutral and Indianapolis works better for Kentucky so that that might be one of the possibilities but I don't think that's anything that's near term either. Mike uh, this Notre Dame team four and four their record uh, heading into their Crossroads Classic on Saturday obviously we all know they were winners at home 66-62 over Kentucky that was a huge win for the Irish. I did not know that they had lost three games in a row uh, heading into that contest against UK. If you look at their schedule, uh, really there's been a lot of sleepers on there, to be quite honest. Texas A&M, Illinois, and Kentucky, the three that would highlight their non-conference season so far. Um, what do you make of this Notre Dame team, especially now that they're coming off of a big mo- momentum boost like a UK victory at home? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely changed my perspective on them a- after that game on Saturday. I think Mike Bray's teams have always been known for being a tough cover with their offense. They they do a lot of good, you know, ball screen actions, dribble handoffs, you know, back screens, dives to the rim, things like that. And when I watched them play against Kentucky, you know, that they they were able to do a lot of those things. And so I think, you know, they're going to be difficult to, to contend with on the offensive end. I think Indiana has got to to figure out a way to get their own offense going a little bit because I think they're going to probably need to to 
this is going to be a team that they need to, you know, you know, probably play a game into the seventies effectively. And I, I think they can do that, but I just think Notre Dame right now, you know, are they the team that lost to, to St. Mary's and, and Boston college, or are they the team that lost to Kentucky? I don't know. They've, they've always been a little bit here in the last, you know, five years or so under Bray, they, they've been that team that's very erratic and you don't know what you're going to get one day to the next. And a lot of it has to, to do with whether or not they knock down shots, like, like just about everybody else. So it, it, on paper, it looks like a certainly a winnable game, but the, the Kentucky game certainly got your attention. Uh, one player I wanted to bring up was Blake Wesley. He's from South Bend, played at Riley High School. In fact, Indiana recruited him uh, very hard under Archie Miller. Uh, ultimately, he committed to stay there in South Bend and play uh, at the uh, at the University of Notre Dame. But he's had a good freshman year. He's got some family here in, in our area in southern Indiana as well that uh, I, I get lots of updates on him, and it's been nice to see him get a lot of minutes and have a, a nice role for Notre Dame so far. But can you talk about the team at all from an individual perspective as far as players to watch this weekend or players that uh, you know will be issues for maybe the IU defense to, to stop? Yeah, I mean, he, he's certainly one of them. He, he's had a really nice start to his career, shooting almost 40% from three and 57% from two-point range. He, he's a guy that, you know, I, I think with Indiana's current staff, they might have had a lot more success trying to, to get him down to Bloomington. He's just a kid that really likes to play and then an up-tempo and spread offense, which is more what, what you know, obviously what Indiana's trying to do right now. And, of course, he, he hit the game-winning shot against Kentucky, so – um, he'll be somebody that, that certainly captures a lot of attention for, for Indiana. Um, you know, I think beyond him, Paul Atkinson is a guy in the paint that's, you know, shooting 65% from two point range. So, so he, he's a, a load to take on. He also blocks a lot of shots and gets to the line a lot. So, uh, and then Dane Goodwin's a guy that's been there a long time and does a really good job of taking care of the ball and kind of just you know being a glue guy for them. So they've got a lot of different pieces. I don't know that there's a, necessarily like a superstar on this team, but it's just a good you know team concept. Um, you know, a lot of different type of guys can beat you on any, any given night. So I think it's just it's really to me this game is going to come down to kind of just fundamental defense. You know reading screens, you know, executing ball screen coverages, things like that. If Indiana, you know, can continue to play defense the way they have against most of their competition, you know, maybe say for the Syracuse game, I, I think they'll be in a good spot here. Talking with Mike Schumann, he's the uh, editor of the dailyhoosier.com and you can also follow him on Twitter at daily underscore Hoosier. He joins us Tuesdays on the program. This continues to come up. I think you and I have had conversations about this. I know others uh, like you, uh, IU beat writers that join our program uh, every day during the week. Uh, this has definitely been a question I've asked and definitely been a question that listeners ask. But any thoughts on Christian Lander, um, on what his role is or ultimately could be with this team this season, he's shown some flashes of in being at least an intriguing addition to the roster, even more so this season than he was a year ago. But he doesn't seem to be in line for anything regular or steady, at least at this point, as far as being a point guard. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think you look at like a game like Sunday where, you know, of course it's hard for him to come into games like he does most often this year, you know, late in the game, been sitting on the bench, not really warmed up. 
and just expected to perform immediately. But, you know, that's part of, you know, what a lot of guys have to go through and prove themselves if they're not proving themselves enough in practice to, to warrant bigger minutes. So, so he comes into a game like Sunday and he, you know, has a couple turnovers, commits a couple fouls and it just, you know, you, you, you see those flashes as you refer to, I think he's a great passer. He's got great vision, great quickness can really finish in, in the open court, but, but is he doing enough to show that, that he can be trusted in, in primary minutes I, I'm not sure, but at the same time, you look at the, the struggles that, that Rob Fennessy is having shooting the basketball, and you know, as long as those struggles continue, that you got to believe that more and more openings are going to be there. It, I just think you know, you just got those two guys. You got Fennessy, who I, I thought actually played great on Sunday, save for the fact that you, you can almost see when he catches the ball that he's not confident shooting. He's just he's hesitant. Um, but you know, attacking that zone, I thought he made several great prep passes. I think he's clearly a better defender right now than, than Christian is. But but you know, if Christian can start knocking down shots, he he can start to carve away time. But I, I just don't think Christian's doing enough right now as a complete player. You know, taking care of the ball, playing defense. You know, showing that he's a, a competent perimeter shooter to you know take away minutes from a four-year Big Ten starter. I, I, I feel like that's where it, it's at, but it's, you know, certainly questions that I'm thinking too. Not, nothing in that whole rotation is clear right now because nobody is, is kind of sticking out above the rest. Mike, when you think about frustrating moments or players for this IU team, I think Xavier Johnson has to be considered a, a, a guy that at times is a frustrating guy to watch because he'll come out and have a great first half and then a terrible second half. Or he'll come out and look like a real leader on the court and then the next half or the next few minutes later he's waving off officials and you know got a technical foul or whatever the case is. Uh, do you agree maybe one of the more frustrating up-and-down guys that IU has to have almost on a nightly basis that – isn't as consistent as you would like to see. Is that Xavier Johnson on the roster? Yeah, I, I think it absolutely is. In fact, I wrote that late last week that I think that is probably going to be Mike Woodson's greatest challenge as this season progresses is to find a way to kind of, you know, solve the, the Xavier Johnson riddle to get him to be more on the, the side of what we saw in the first half of Wisconsin and, and less on the second half of Wisconsin. Um, and, and part of that is just, you know, reading defenses. I think Wisconsin changed a lot of the way that they played in, in that second half. You know, in fact, I think they were kind of daring Xavier Johnson to, to do exactly what he did, which is kind of attack the basket and, and throw up challenge shots over seven footers. And so I think it's, it's more of him recognizing that more of the coaching staff recognizing it as well and, and coaching him up on the adjustments that have to happen mid game and, and, you know, not to be overly negative. I mean, I, I think he's, he's a guy that is shooting, what's he shooting? 46% from three on the season and he's showing really good judgment. I mean, I think he's probably taken two or three less three pointers a game this year than he has throughout his career. So he's doing a good job of facilitating. He's got a top 30 assist rate in the country. Um, it's just those moments where, you know, maybe he should have facilitated instead of taking a challenge shot over a length. 
Um, maybe maybe he tried to to be a little bit too flashy with a, an attack to the to the rim. There's just little moments that if Mike Woodson can can figure out how to kind of take those out of Xavier Johnson's game and accentuate the the things that he does really well, which are things that Indiana really hasn't had at point guard since Yobi Farrell. I think that could ultimately be the defining difference in, in how far this team goes. All right, Mike, a couple questions about the upcoming schedule for you. I don't want to overreact at all. I know the non-conference schedule isn't maybe what IU fans are used to, and there's a reason for that. We've discussed the schedule. We've, we've, we've uh, broke it down. I think everyone's clear on that. But this Notre Dame game, how important is it for IU and their tournament resume as we sit here before Christmas, before the full, obviously, uh, opportunity of Big Ten Conference play that's ahead when the first of the year arrives. How meaningful is this game for the future as this team tries to put a resume together that in Mike Woodson's first year will get him in the NCAA tournament? That's a good question because uh, instinctively I'd say it's pretty important because it's a it's a high major. It's a game that you know on paper they they're probably expected to win, although it'll be expected to be close. But you know you think back to the last few years that they, they've won this game, whether it be Butler or no, Notre Dame. In fact, I think it's at least four years in a row. But it it never really translated to anything throughout the rest of the the season. So. Um, you know, I think we're just at this point where whether you're a fan or you're uh, in the media or, you know, on the NCAA tournament committee, you're, you're looking at Indiana and you're, you're still trying to figure them out. You know, are they still, you know, the teams from the last few years that don't win enough tough games like this? Or are they a team that, you know, we just don't know yet because they really haven't played a, a challenging schedule to this point? I, I think this is just one of those games that will start to to write that narrative. I think what would really make a statement is if they blew somebody out of this caliber, which I think they're capable of doing. You know, we saw that in the first half against Wisconsin. They're, they're capable of really putting their foot on the throat of people and putting together some really impressive minutes, but they, they haven't been able to do it for a complete game. And so I think, you know, if they start making some statement performances, that would be more compelling than if it was another – 63 to 62 type game where they where they find a way to pull it out. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike, two more games after Notre Dame, uh, Northern Kentucky and UNC Asheville tucked in right around the holidays coming up. Final opportunities for Indiana to perfect things before January 2 arrives, and that's when Indiana will hit the road and play at Penn State. Then they've got Ohio State at home, Minnesota at home, at Iowa, at Nebraska, and then Purdue as we get to, to the back half of January. Uh, what have these early Big Ten games that we saw over the last week and a half or so told you about the conference as a whole this year? Any any outstanding thoughts on Big Ten hoops? Yeah, I, I think just overall, it's it's not as solid as I thought it would be. But at the same time, I don't think I think it's stronger at the bottom. You know, you, you look at. Minnesota going into Michigan and winning I don't think there's anything I've seen more stunning than that one because I I I and probably anybody else would have told you Minnesota is the clear bottom feeder of this league but if you can go to Ann Arbor and win you can go just about anywhere and win so um you know that's where where I'm kind of at with this I, I even Purdue you know with a loss last week and a um you know a near near loss at, against North Carolina State that they suddenly don't look as impressive as they did even a week ago. So at the top, in the middle, it's it's not as strong. But I, you know, I think we're back to that place of 
guess what? There's just not going to be any easy outs in this league is the way I see it right now. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us Tuesdays on the show. Mike, as always, thank you for joining us. We'll catch up with you next week. Matt, always a joy to talk to you. Absolutely. IU and Notre Dame, a big one as far as the non-conference part of the schedule goes, coming up Saturday, final time. The Crossroads Classic will be played. IU and Notre Dame, the 2.30 game, and it's on uh, national television. It's on the Fox Network coming up uh, on this Saturday. Also a note about Romeo Lankford. I didn't get to this in our headline segment a little earlier today, but Romeo with seven points last night for the Boston Celtics. I tell you what, if you go back and look at Romeo's stat lines, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of the Boston games, especially now that college hoops are on uh, with some big non-conference games going. But uh, he's been consistent. Seven points last night, five points a few nights ago. He's getting regular minutes for the Celtics. I think you've got to chalk this season up, at least so far for Romeo, as a big success. Obviously, he got that extra year from Boston. That helps. But all of this that's uh, going on now could help his NBA future there. There's no question about that. Some good nights, some good performances uh, for Romeo as the Celtics kind of searching for some answers, not having the season that they had hoped. Uh, So we'll see if Romeo continues to get the same amount, maybe even more opportunities for Boston coming up. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back. Mike Pegram of the Peaks.com website will join a little bit of basketball with Mike, maybe some recruiting, and then we'll get into IU football as well when he joins us. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back. Final segment of our Tuesday program. The Thornton's text line is open at 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. And Mike Pegram of the Peaks.com website joins now. We're going to start with IU football here in this segment. And, Mike, earlier in the show I was going through National Signing Day, which begins uh, soon. And IU, according to 247 Sports, the number 25th best recruiting class in the country, a total of 15 commits as things stand, and four four-star players expected to sign uh, with the Hoosiers during that period a little bit later this week. Uh, overall, it sounds like a very solid class for Tom Allen and staff, despite uh, maybe losing some of the momentum they had last offseason because of how things went this past season. Right. I think um... – they leveraged the, the back-to-back Florida Bowl games pretty well in, in building this class. Uh, you know, they did lose the quarterback out of, out of Texas, but, uh, you know, they've uh, been aggressive in finding uh, transfer portal guys, too, to match up with the, the high school kids that they had and, by and large, kept all those commitments. Mike Pegram, Peaks.com, our guest. Can you take us through – the class, I know, unfortunately, the, the big storyline is losing the Texas quarterback to TCU very late in the process, which 
it blows me away for all the basketball recruiting that you and I do and talk about and have seen over the years, the football process where uh, late decisions uh, on National Signing Day at times are flipped and other schools actually are who you end up signing with, someone that was never even mentioned or you know not committed to, uh, just so different from the basketball process. So I guess I feel like it's a huge shock, but really in the world of football recruiting, uh, that storyline probably isn't as surprising to others. Right, yeah. They've, um, you know, uh, tried to address the, the, the two positions that um, they were using walk-ons on, basically, wide receiver, um, well, running back specifically, and the wide receiver, they took a lot of hits this year. So they've tried to address those both in recruiting and, and through the portal, uh, and uh, there's been a lot of news in that regard. They picked up a couple guys from North Carolina, a guy from Auburn, um, and two of those uh, are running backs, um, Josh Henderson and Sean Shivers, and you know they're 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 you know they really had to address running back, um, and they've done that. And wide receiver, they also dipped into North Carolina and grabbed Emory Simmons, a guy that they had some past history with, and uh, with Omar Cooper, an outstanding wide receiver already in the fold from Lawrence North. Um, they hope to, those two guys can make pretty quick impacts uh, to kind of add to some of the young guys that didn't get to play a lot this past year. Mike, you mentioned uh, guys from the transfer portal as well. Uh, IU obviously has some voids to fill and figure out for next season. Some of them have been addressed, but is it still early as far as additions for next year through the transfer portal? Do you expect a lot of other activity from IU there, maybe getting some new names in the coming weeks I think that it would make sense for them to add more offensive line help, Matt. Yeah, they add three signees, but they need more immediate help. The offensive line, I think, was the biggest weakness on the team, um, you know, this year, and 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 that caused the problems with any quarterback staying healthy. So, uh, I think they have to address that and and, and bring up the talent level there. Um, and uh, they've done the through the portal. They've also had some some good additions for, uh, you know for the defense, um, both uh, linebacker and defensive uh, line. Mike Pegram of Peaks.com, our guest. Mike, uh, this is finals week as far as the basketball team goes. A little pause in games between the Sunday afternoon game and then Saturday afternoon coming up this week in Indianapolis against Notre Dame. What's finals week look like for the team as far as practice goes? Are things altered because of a busy week of studying and ultimately taking these tests or – because there are no classes and really just tests, is there an opportunity to get some additional stuff in that maybe in a normal, hectic academic schedule you would not be able to get in? Well, it's a good opportunity for the coaches to have a lot of extra film time. Um, it's hard to say exactly what's going on with IU players because each one has different schedules and then different uh, finals uh, responsibilities this week. But there is extra days here before the Notre Dame game that you normally don't see almost a full week. Uh, so that will give a little extra time to scout Notre Dame and maybe to work, uh, spend more time um, on a cumulative basis, a little less time each day, but on the cumulative basis, a little more time than on a normal game. So, you know, they talked about, you know, wanting to maybe do more with the offense because the defense, you know, had, had a head start. And this is the time of year maybe where you start to get a little more sophisticated in offense. That will give them that opportunity. 
Mike, uh, this IU team is heading into the Notre Dame game, and with Notre Dame, Northern Kentucky, UNC Asheville, there are three non-conference games left. Of course, two Big Ten teams already included in the games they've played, uh, but IU is 8-2, and two. and if you look at the two losses, we all remember Syracuse, 112-110, double overtime, uh, a fun game to watch, and then, of course, the second loss for IU at Wisconsin at the Kohl Center, IU up 22 points. Uh, in the first half and lost that one 64 59 uh, in the final few minutes of that ball game. This is an Indiana team that very easily could be 10 and 0 in Mike Woodson's first year had it not been for a couple slip ups and games that really both of those losses, obviously being ahead 22 points, you had a chance to win. And at Syracuse, there were things down the stretch as well that uh, they, they had an opportunity. So um, is this is this a job well done? Is this exceeding expectations, not just the record, but what the losses look like and how they've actually played out, how close they've been, or uh, is this just an okay record for IU so far? No, I think that they're, uh, they're on the right track. Uh, you know, there are just a couple plays away from 10 and 0 in a top 15 national ranking. Uh, and, um, but they have to start to win some of the, the, these games that are coming down to the end or hold on to leads. Mike Woodson has called it, you know, these guys just don't know how to win right now. So uh, we'll find out in these Big Ten games that are close whether they make the plays in the final minute or two to to come away with the, the W because they haven't in their two close tests so far. Um, and that might be because they just haven't had a great program the last few years and there's no, you know, success to hearken back upon to kind of make plays down the stretch. And they have a lot of newcomers and and they have to learn what who makes the plays in the final minute or two. Mike, could uh, Jordan Geronimo be the X factor for this team, uh, even when play ramps back up in, in the Big Ten in, in January and February? Could he be a guy that, because of his body and athleticism, finally has a chance to uh, get key minutes, a key role, and again, maybe be an X factor type player? Your questions are coming off my 10 games in story <laughs> that I just, just posted a half an hour ago. Um and I called, yeah, Jordan Geronimo is an X factor for this team. Remains so he was so in the summer when we liked what he did in the Bahamas. But as I wrote, he's he's his rebounds per minute is the best on the team, and he, you know he had a career high thirteen, I think, on Sunday. But he's also his turnover rate is is not very good at all, and he's not shot well from the free throw line. I think he's at forty six percent or something like that. So he's got to overcome those two things. He's got to be able to make his free throws and not turn it over. There's a trust issue that Mike has right now with him that he's talked about in post-game press conferences. If he gets a little bit better taking care of the ball, and that might be just via more playing time, I think he can be a big part of this team and kind of be a huge lift off the bench because he can do a lot of things and guard a lot of positions. MikePegramPeaks.com. Mike, final question for you. Uh, we previewed IU-Notre Dame some earlier in the show today, but your thoughts on this Saturday Crossroads classic finale for the Hoosiers against the Irish. It's a perfect game for IU. It's good that they're not playing Butler, which is a little bit down, because this is the same place they're going to play the Big Ten tournament. It's a neutral court, and you have to learn how to play in a neutral court for postseason. And uh, Notre Dame has a really talented uh, guy, Blake Wesley, and they take care of the basketball. But they aren't great defensively, and Indiana should be able to take advantage of them and they don't have a great matchup for Jackson Davis. So I think Indiana should win this game, but they have to play well to win it. 
and therefore it's a great uh, challenge for them and kind of a good stepping stone to get ready for you know all the stuff going on in January. Absolutely. MikePegramPeaks.com. You can check out all the IU basketball and football coverage from the Peaks team at Peaks.com. And, Mike, as always, thanks for being an IU voice with us Tuesdays here on our program. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. That'll wrap things up for this Tuesday show. Check us out as a podcast available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back with you at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.